like for me i kind of find it like to be my little happy place like the thing that i do for myself you know what i mean because it's like whether like anything with this job especially with this job everything that we do like the most intimate acts that most people just keep at home for themselves we're like hello world come inside and watch someone come inside you know what i mean yeah (laughs) welcome back one and all thank you for listening If you're new here, this is the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty podcast, and I'm your host, Molly Stewart. We define wholesome a little differently here, and my guests span everywhere from the adult industry to the vanilla side of humanity. If you haven't, please consider subscribing. Word of mouth is what helps this podcast grow. So share with a friend, leave a comment, download an episode, or anything you can to help with the algorithm. I release episodes every Monday. And if you're subscribed, you'll never miss an episode. You don't want to miss out on all the crazy conversations that evolve here. Um, But that's enough for me. And let's get to today's guest. Welcome back to the Jolly Wholesome Not Dirty Podcast. I am your host, Molly Stewart. And thank you for joining me again today. Today's guest. Yeah, there's two. (laughs) There's two. It's Alex Cole. Yay! And Danny Steele. So say hi. Hello. Hi. um, so I'm sorry if this isn't the best, but David is not running the Zoom meeting today. Um, I did it. I did it myself, and this is my best. So I hope that it works out well. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Zoom like podcast because I feel like it's so much better to just have that interaction and comfort in person, and there's like no delay, and you know, it's just it's not quite the same. But I miss you so much, Alex. And so I, I was miss- like, will you please come on? And she did. So. <laughs> I miss you too. And hey, I, you know, this will hold us over until you come home. So it will. It won't be too much longer now. Um, so you guys had said too that you just got back from the gym. And I didn't know that you were much of a gym goer, Alex. I'm Are you going to start training with all. me when I get back? <laughs> <laughs> just, just go ahead. <laughs> no, not much. Um, I mean, with uh, the, the, the exercise science background and bodybuilding, like obviously, you know, she's. She's got, she's going to start somewhere. So we're going to work on building up the, the ability to be like, I don't know how to do any of this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to try. Yeah. And without being embarrassed to try. And what was it you said? You have literally no muscles here. It's just your ligaments. It's ligaments and bones moving your body right now. So we need to build up. <laughs> gonna, He's basically gonna a marionette puppet right jacked. now. The skeleton. I got so, no strings. <laughs> So yeah, we and the chiropractor we have a few uh, imbalances we're just working on. So some face pull stuff. We're gonna get like her posterior train a little stronger too, and mm-hmm. then she's got a little bit of a pelvic tilt. So we'll get that adjusted mm-hmm. with um, just some like some hinging stuff, and we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. So the same thing actually when I broke my back, like the I asked her what before anything I asked what the physical therapist or the chiropractor was giving her. Yeah, for exercises, and then like three of them were the exact same ones that I was told to do for three times a week for like 12 weeks to fix my back when I fractured. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, very easily we can just do those at the house too. So she's yeah, going to be a gym sure. girl. She's going to start I, working I, out with both of us. I, I love working out from home. And Alex, if you ever need any help with your posterior tilt, I'm sure that I can help you out too. <laughs> I, I'm certain you can. <laughs> yes. Well, actually I was thinking like just you saying that you were going to the gym. I was, I was just talking uh, to my man about how it was frustrating. Cause like most of my friends, like they don't work out. So I'm always working out with him, which is amazing. And I love working out with him, but then I'm also working out with his friends. And so it's like, 
I want like my own friends to get into stuff with me as well. So maybe you can come over and we can do all oh. the working out things and we can make the content things. It will be super fun. I would really like that actually. Cause you know, he lives here in Florida and I'm in Vegas, so he can't, he can't help me when I'm at home. So, mm-hmm. or keep me on track. So I've noticed too, like for, cause you've been living for years, right? Did you compete at one time or no? No, I've never competed. So the I haven't really been lifting for years. I've actually really only started lifting more recently. Um, I was mostly calisthenics um, after I met my man. And even before then, like I, I was very inconsistent with the gym. I would kind of like go to the gym, stop going to the gym. Um, Max at the time was very like, <laughs> you're fat you need to go to the gym and then it's like well you're spending too much time at the gym and you just spent time with me oh, and, no. then it was, and then it was i would lose weight and he would tell me i was gaining weight so it was like so many inconsistencies with how i would train so it was basically just like enough to maintain what i was at the time so now it's been kind of like with no alcohol and just using that as like a focus for all of like the mental <laughs> shit every time you feel bad just train you know that's been way more consistent so i've started lifting a lot and especially a lot more here in australia but definitely it was all like just body weight calisthenic stuff before a lot of the, you do a lot of the pulling mm-hmm. that stuff yeah oh. oh my god okay so this is actually something that i wanted to talk to you about alex because so you're you're very hypersexual and i think that we yes. had a conversation as well um on because i believe it was like one of maybe it was the first episode that we did with you on where it was called to all the pillows i've loved before and we were talking about pillow humping and i can't remember can you get off from humping a pillow mm. okay so i don't think i can get off from humping a pillow but i have gotten off from humping the side of the bathtub with a towel over it Okay, so basically what you what you can <laughs> do then is so because you have a very powerful pelvic floor, um, you can basically how 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 would you describe it, I suppose? Because I've asked this to other people because I had an experience that I shared with some people and they're like, How did you do this? I'm like, I don't really know. So how do you get off that way? Like, what is it about that motion? Is it like the motion of it? Do you find that there's like certain muscles that you're like flexing and tightening to elicit that response from your body? Honestly, it's probably, it's a mix of like kegeling with um, just the friction on the clit. Mm-hmm. That's okay. basically, yeah. Okay. So I'm a clit girl more than anything okay. else. Yeah. All right. Okay. So it's a little bit different to me. So I don't know if this would work for you because I had an experience. <laughs> All, right. I have. <laughs> All right. So I had it done um, chin ups in like a minute and I oh made a discovery. <laughs> I know. This is gonna be. Yeah, the the, pre, the 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 beginning of this is very intriguing. <laughs> you like humping pillows? I was doing chin ups the other day. <laughs> we're coming back around. We're. we're it'll, I'm it'll, trying, it'll I'm trying not to swear before the first ten minutes. I stopped that, David. And did you hear? I didn't say the f word. I started to say the f word, and then I noticed that we were under ten minutes, and so I didn't say the f word. Are you proud of me? Give me your approval. Give me an approval star right here. Thank you. Okay. So um, I hadn't done chest in a minute. Um, we ended up getting pretty sick. And so we were kind of just basically only doing bench press every single day. And while I was sick, I also, I, I haven't been masturbating. Um, we were both sick, so we weren't having the shacks. And 
<laughs> I, I I made a realization also that, you know, I had only really been doing for the most part, I think partial range chin-ups. So not like a full extension where you're basically in a dead hang and then using all your strength to pull yourself back up. So still chin-ups, but more partial range than full. I did some chin-ups out here and I started to do a set and I was like, oh, I'm like really having to strain. And I, I, I most of my abs come from um, doing things like chin-ups and all the, the pulling exercises. So... <laughs> I'm starting to pull and I can feel in my pelvis this sensation, right? And I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. And then on the second set, I say to my man, I was like, I think I could get off from this. And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, sure. So he goes to pee. I get to my third set and I am straining to get that last chin up. And I am straining so hard that I pull myself up over the bar and he comes out. He's like, you're killing it. I came so hard. I (laughs) shit you not. I, it was like my groin. I don't know how it freaking happened, but the next day, same shit, same shit. Like it was was insane. So I want to try chin-ups with you and see if that elicits the same response for I mean, it probably won't right now because, like, he, like if he you is, can get her off from working out and she starts working out habitually, I, I am gonna fall up. Like, it, it, no, it like blew my mind because I've been doing chin ups for, for so long, yeah. and I'm like, how is this a thing that just happens? I, I contacted multiple people about this. I'm like, have you ever? Have you ever? They're like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm talking like I had to lean up against the squat rack, like trembling in my legs like i came so hard and it i i don't understand how i don't understand why but i wanted I to share like, that with you i feel like personally it was a combination of like straining those muscles because if i do kegels i can feel it in here too sometimes yes and, and so and i think I... I think it's a combo of that the intense muscle strain moving into and then i think it's the 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 waiting so you were kind of like edging almost because you mm-hmm. weren't desperate and then also i think smash smash debating and uh i i don't i think the the other thing that pushed you over the edge might have been the praise oh no no because no, i did it the next oh. day without any praise all okay because <laughs> i feel like i mean i'm not I gonna say like the praise didn't it. help i'm not gonna say <laughs> the praise didn't help but <laughs> I, I feel like the praise at least did a percent or two of that. <laughs> it did. It did. It helped push that right over the edge for that one. But I swear, like, and I, I see what you're saying, like, too. So even with, like, I feel like even when I use a vibrator, so I know that some women, like, can't get off from internal stimulation, which I didn't know until the last couple of years, like, much more, much more recently than I probably should have. But it's not something that you really talk about, like, all the time i feel like even like when i would work with cam models and stuff half the time they're faking it anyway so it's like you're not you know what i mean i always ask because if i can make you really do if i can make you really finish then i really oh, want to do that that's, that's always something my that point. i appreciate about you but you can also tell when people lie so yeah. it's, <laughs> the, okay i can tell when most people lie but some of these people i have to i always i, I sometimes i ask i'm like did you and sometimes you're like yeah and sometimes you're like no <laughs> it's like you're so good at painting but, but i do think another thing i just realized is if i want to come <sighs> i have to 
I have to like have resistance on my legs. Like I have to flex my legs. If I don't flex my legs, I'm not. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm so glad that you said that because it's, so even when I use like a vibrator or something, like if I just have a vibrator, I still need to like, I'm talking that might be where I get a lot of my hip abductors right from because yeah. like my legs have to be like, I, I feel like I'm in one of those, the machines at the gym where you're like pushing the weight out with your legs, ah, the good girl, bad girl, yes. like while I'm masturbating and even while I'm having sex, there has to be some sort of tightening like in my legs, my groin, like I'm kegling the fuck out of everything. Like I, and I need that, but I, I guess I, there's okay. a lot of people who don't. I'm glad we're talking about this because I thought I thought it was I thought it was because I, when I first started menstruating, I did it in the bathtub and I would push my legs against the sides of the bathtub, and I just thought yes. I had trained myself that I had to do that and that yeah. I had fucked myself up. But I'm sorry, I, I can't censor myself very. No, much. no, don't. Worry. We're past <laughs> the ten give, minute give mark. We're so face. good. We're good. <laughs> we're past the ten minute mark. It's all Gucci. But oh, okay. I, I agree with what you're saying. So. I and because I remember when we talked about this in the last conversation, and don't worry, Danny, we'll get to you humping pillows as well. Um, that's <laughs> that's how I basically, yes. yeah, for sure. That's why, okay, I feel like I think I've said this on a different episode too. I can't remember if it was with you or someone else, but if a guy has a great ass, you know, he fucks good because you need, say, like, like, if you have true. that thrust, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you have to have good hips, you have to have good booty, because <laughs> that builds that, you know what I'm saying? And, and I've just wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, see, that ass, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so there's a reason for that, too. Like, a lot of guys, okay, uh, I do a lot of VR for work, so I just mm-hmm. did the math the other day on my audit, and I, I, since I started, like, nine months ago, nine and a half months ago, I've done like a hundred and let's say 20 something scenes and like over 30 of them are VR. And a lot of times you have a rig and you have to be on the base. You're on the bottom a lot. And to help your co-star out, you have to like put effort in from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I notice more and more that I get booked for those because it's easier to help your co-star. If you have the ability. Are you to saying that you're a power bottom? I have to my, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I had a description when I first started my Twitter bio. I didn't realize that was synonymous for a different group oh. of people. So for a good week, oh, I had it, and I had a lot it. of DMs. You did I, from the I am powerful from the bottom. If that's what you're asking, <laughs> um, but I noticed like it's the same thing as doing a hip thrust, and you have like it's a good glute building yeah. exercise. And it I'll is, say that yeah. like my job has helped me keep my butt, and I do not do legs anymore. But my legs have shrunk, but my butt has stayed the same, and it's because of work. Yeah. And okay, so here's too. something. Here's something interesting that I can kind of relate to that a little bit. And okay, so I thought I was just crazy, but okay, so I've did I've done a lot of strap-on scenes, just my own amateur stuff, stuff with you know companies, all that stuff. I did a scene with um, it was Madison Ivy and Kay Carter, and it was for like our own private stuff, and I ended up using a strap-on on them. I I don't typically let other people use strap-ons on me except for Alex because she's cool but they don't, <laughs> they don't typically know what they're doing like for the most part or it just or it, or, it feels, that, yeah. or it feels funny because we don't line up because they're so tiny and I'm so big and so I have to like be in some weird position that's hard to get good angles anyway but I ended up being on the bottom I was the power bottom myself and <laughs> thrusting upwards holding them like I was so tensed in my pelvic region that I ended up coming with no penetration, no clitoris, <laughs> like 
I came just from fucking someone with a strap on because of the amount of like constant pressure and like thrusting and moving and contracting of the muscles. And I was like, yeah. did I just make this up in my head? But I don't think I did after the chin ups thing. <laughs> Going off of what Alex said about pushing against the tub and like you're learning about yourself and you are obviously doing it multiple times. I have an imbalance in my pecs, my pectoral muscles. And I mm-hmm. did have a separation of my shoulder and football, but Whenever I was growing up through puberty, I would have my hand on the the counter of the sink and I would like press against the sink and my left pectoral was doing like an isometric contraction for minutes at a time. So like this left side of my body was getting overdeveloped as the right side was working. Does that make sense? So I was tensing the whole side of my body and especially when I would pop, I noticed like my ass would and I could pop my coccyx, like my lower part of my tailbone from like every time I, would. I love that word so much. I'm sorry. It's a great <laughs> word. Coccyx yeah. every time. But the same concept <laughs> with the muscle tension, like obviously, I mean, I feel the same thing. Like not only does it help you achieve like a bigger orgasm, but like it's almost necessary to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that extra like tension. No, I, so I, com- I completely agree. Moral of the story, uh, I'll be working out with you because I want to do that yes um. let's do it let's let's get yeah. huge let's get <laughs> no. huge because yeah i was thinking about that just because like okay so i i didn't even have like my first sex toy until i was probably like i think like 19 or 20 i was 23 maybe. so i win yeah okay you do you do win but yeah and so it was like for me i i spent so much time like masturbating like because i was so closed off from sex and all this stuff i didn't even realize that i was masturbating but just like i i remember vividly especially like the first time that i did it on a pillow and all that kind of stuff and that was all just that's not that's just clenching your legs it's basically like kegling yourself into an orgasm and i want to know more people who can do that because i feel like like weird because so many people that i do talk to are like yeah that's not i i can't do that i don't understand or they think like you're faking or some shit like that i'm like no that's like literally how i like always need to do it pretty much to get like at least the best most powerful orgasms you guys ever been able to achieve orgasm without even like touching yourself or any like actual stimulation just like kind of just like either no. tensing and being no. able to just tense it's hard for me to come well, honestly i don't come that easy um, I guess also I've never guess tried because it's kind of like with every like with everything even with like with a the pillow there's still something there but it's never occurred to me to be like I'm just well I, I mean I guess I have because chin-ups I mean what was I touching oh, yeah. so yes I have exactly. oh, so what you said about like the clenching aspect and when you're doing a pull-up um, I don't know if there's any guys out there that have been able to do this but uh, like when you have a hard on and you can like almost tense and do a Kegel and you see the blood rush to like, like you can hold that and hold it and hold it and hold it. And like, I remember distinctly a few times, and this might've been geometry class that like, I have actually without touching anything, hands on desk, like popped. And unfortunately it's pretty embarrassing. It's in your pants, but like, mm. just like having an imagination and thinking of what it is, but like having that tension and that squeeze mm-hmm. and keeping that and holding that. Yeah. Well, you should make I, it feel I don't know I, if I can do it again. I've never tried. I agree because I think like that's honestly what happened with the chin-ups because when I think about okay so you're pulling you're doing the pulls at first they're easy then they get harder so the harder it is to get up the longer you're tensed then when you finally pull up over the top the tension's released so I just came <laughs> like, <Yeah>. like <laughs> and so that, 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 does, that does make thing. sense it's so fucking like, cool once you get to that threshold even cool. when they talk to you about like 
finish. But now I'm like, one. where are the other women who can do this? Because now people are going to be like, I can get everybody doing pull-ups now. You shouldn't partner with the uh, a company that sells pull-up bars. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, that should be your next sponsor. I kind of, I kind of do, but I don't think that they don't want to be involved necessarily in this work. <laughs> Try to keep that. I mean, maybe ask. <laughs> well, one more added benefit That's to use this product. Just add that in like the bottom, like bullet, bullet point. It's like or the really fine print at the bottom may cause orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> Achieve a great gains and great orgasms. Oh my god! So okay, so how long have you been in the industry, then, Danny? I, I haven't actually had any male performers on yet. I've had men on oh, it, but mostly on. like mostly photographers, you know, videographers, stuff like that. So how long have you been in the industry so far? Uh, so officially I will be getting my full year of being on contract at the end of June. Uh, but I was still having a full-time job. I was running, um, I don't name the gym, but there's a gym in Tampa. I had moved to Florida to be the general manager of, and I was driving back and forth from Tampa to Miami to do a few scenes. So I guess you could say from the end of June, 2021 to the middle of September, I was only able to work once or twice a month. So I call it September, but technically contracted 11 months, full-time scenes, nine months. So not too long ago. Cool. And how are you, how are you experiencing and enjoying or not? And like, okay, so here's, so here's something, cause I always talk to, to female performers for the most part being new to the industry, but like not super new. What is like your favorite thing and what's your least favorite thing as a male performer? Um, I was thinking about this the other day. There's, they're almost the same thing in a sense too, to where when you have a blue collar job and then for the last almost 20 years, it was 40 to 60 hours a week. You weren't your own boss. You had to abide by someone else's way of doing things. Um, that was my mainly in corporate structures too. So you always think about it would be to be your own boss. So in content, as you know, you kind of have to self-regulate, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You get to be your own boss, but sometimes you get to be your own boss. So you kind of have to make sure you're cracking your own whip and keeping yourself regulated on what you're doing day to day so i feel like some people can fall into the trap of making it seem like it's more of a fun party environment and then people like who really approach it like a business like alex for example um can thrive and make mm-hmm. this like a big what's it and molly and molly not yes. me, molly. Not me. <laughs> yes you sorry i, do. I feel like it no. a strength and a weakness some of the good and bad is the fact that it you're is on your own ball. no i i agree with that because it's that always used to be the thing, like, especially that I would say when I was just like a cam model, oh, I love the fact that I can set my own hours and be my own boss. But it is kind of like, I, and I feel like the more that you do in the industry, like, obviously, I'm not a webcam model anymore. I mean, I do streaming, but I wouldn't describe myself as a webcam model. It's like, I am a content creator, whatever that means to whoever people are, because everything I do is content. And then I also do streams as well. But it's like the more that you extend yourself and the more that you put yourself into your job and the more responsibilities that you take on, then the more you're beholden to all these other factors and you have to be the one to keep yourself in line and keep yourself on schedule or or to make those money moves, as they say, to kind of like extend your career into whatever direction that you want it to be. And also anything that goes wrong also falls on you. Well, it's great because everything that's right falls on you as well and you get to take those gains i would say that you know especially when you're starting out or trying to figure out where it is that you're going to go the hits of stuff going wrong coming back on you can be so hard to like overcome and get your headspace past 
to kind of move on to where it is that you need to be. And being your own boss is, is very hard. Yeah, you know, as well as the, in the fitness field, too, with uh, your partner, um, when you're your own boss and you're kind of an on like I had a best friend who was a pro bodybuilder. He was an online trainer. And I saw him with his laptop and his phone 8 a.m. to midnight. Like you're always and I was always like when I clock out, I'm done. I don't have to talk to nobody. Nobody's calling me, which is great. I love that about that job. And I'll, but then you can see the financial freedom you have with the other part of it. So it's you have restrictions and negatives in both. Yeah. But overall, there, I mean, there is no clocking out when you're your own boss. Ooh, not yeah. if, and, and one of the things is like there is there is clocking out, but then you're going to take those hits and more hits are going to come and you're going to miss opportunities elsewhere. And then you're going to get the FOMO and then you're going to get the you're going to see somebody else doing what you thought about doing but you never even tried. And then, and then it's like debilitating in that way. And it like keeps cycling. But I think it's like, I also think that there's like very different mindsets to certain people. And I was kind of having this conversation the other night, like, so you have people, right. That are very either smart or they have all these things that they really want to do. Right. Like, Oh, I want to travel or I'd like to go live here for some amount of time or I would like to try this job or I'd like to go back to school but they find basically what makes them money and they find what is stable what is easy and what is essentially settling because it's safe and they just are in that forever and so they keep Mm -hmm. talking about all the things that they want to do all the things that they want to experience or to try or to glean from life but because it's so uncertain what of that will work out they never try and then there's different people where it's like hey you had a stable job you know um i've had jobs in the past i and pretty much every decision i would say that i've made that's led me to this point has been like well i don't know how that's going to work out but let's try and i and i think that it's just very different mindsets i think that's why sometimes with the industry it doesn't end up working out for everyone because especially if like someone for instance maybe you know, is very locked into, I need to work for this brand. I need to be contracted. And once they maybe like lose that contract or, um, or a company doesn't want to shoot for them, they're just like, oh, like that's it. And they lose it. Or mm-hmm. they don't really know how to progress or to try new things within that field. And that's like with any field, but I, I, I think that's one of the different things that sets like someone apart who works for themselves and who continues to do that versus people who kind of like, you know, cause I don't understand the whole nine to five thing. Like I, I, I don't, I never liked doing it when I did it. I don't think I could ever do it again, but there are people who, while they complain about it, that is like the, that's what they want to do essentially because it's like safe and stable. Uh, I'll, I was one of those people for the longest time. Cause you, you always bitch about, you want to do this, you want to create your own business, but then the pressure of like, what if it falls flat? What if I can't make this successful? Like I'm going to lose out on this successful thing. Cause I was making, I mean, I was getting close to six figures and I mean, it was very, I could live off that everybody, anybody can, I'd be stupid not to say that's a good wage, but there was always that missing piece. So, I mean, I was talking to you about it and it was one of those things where you feel like I want, I just thought there was more. And I was like at 34 years old, <laughs> deciding to do this as a career. Um, that's exactly what I wanted was to be able to like take that risk and see where it could possibly go. And it took mm-hmm. about three months to be like, my agent telling me all the time, like, we have more bookings, we can make this work, like, um, and being very hesitant to think, this isn't going to happen. I need to, like, clock into this guy's job. And, you know, like, this is health insurance is included. I got my W-2s, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And it's, like, the trap that I think everybody goes into because I did the whole college thing, too. And, um, 
yeah, I want to say it's probably the best decision I ever made. Yeah, no, and that's it's cool to hear. I just think like it's it, why it's interesting to be able to talk to so many different people who are kind of like, yeah, I had this or I had that, and I and I chose to jump into whatever this is, and and that's not even just like performers either like i've i've had um my friend on here who runs a workshop you guys remember uh tina from workshop she had a job had her nine to five worked for somebody else it was stable it was this it was that but she had this dream right and she's like i want my own brand i want my own clothing company and it's like there are you got like (laughs) you got like the dreamers and then you have the people who just like and, and i'm not saying that there's any any one direction that's better necessarily because I think that obviously different strokes for different folks. I just find that I I end up relating more to the people who are the people who are willing to kind of like make that jump and, and see what happens, even if it fails. Like there's so many things that I've tried to <laughs> try to do that don't work out. Like the, just huge failures. That's okay. Because it's like, okay, I see those things as kind of like stepping stones to get you onto whatever new path it's going to be. Like when people always ask like, what's your five-year plan? Like, what the fuck? I, I don't plan for the next week. Like any, five hours, any, maybe like, <laughs> yeah, right. like any plans that I've ever made typically just fall flat on their face. And it's kind of just like you, cause if you, if you make plans and you're like, Oh, I have to stick to this and this is the goal. Oh. And this is the, like, you're not, you're closing yourself off from, I think other potential opportunities. And cause all you'll be focused on is kind of like that plan that you have, but it's like there could be way better options out there that you're closing yourself off to because you're not willing to even just like examine them a little bit because it's it's not safe. That's know? the macro version of it too. The micro is too what it does to you mentally because I was mm-hmm. the nine to five person who was like at 8 a.m. I wake up and at 8.15 I do this. And then once one of those things fucks up in either your daily plan or your life plan, you go into a downward spiral mentally. Think mm-hmm. You might be failing something. Even in the fitness field and things like that, or like you, you can't let those small fucking things bother and throw you off the rail like that's the big thing that i've noticed is like not being structured so much that it has to go a certain way and being okay that things can like kind of fuck it up a little bit yeah i can't censor myself either so (laughs) (laughs) no no, you're good don't worry about it and um, because you did you did like i i can't remember exactly but you did like body bodybuilding uh well or like what what kind of was that fitness journey thing for you (laughs) um a lot of failed and that's the big thing that i I think if i could say tell anybody is it went from me being an athlete and i was a baseball uh from five years old to 18 i played baseball and then i went to like the second level where it'd be go to college this that and i didn't do anything so then for two years i was just i was a bartender and then i went into powerlifting broke my back couldn't powerlift anymore so that was like trying something failed two more years went by and i got back into the gym (laughs) after yeah. Uh, after I had that spinal fracture and then at then four years of just like I found a few friends in the gym and then it kind of got me into like uh, doing specific more like iso- isolated exercises mm-hmm. and then I realized I developed pretty good tried my first show and then bodybuild for four more years and then yeah it's kind of the, the that that's with the new job like that kind of fell out the window because it's unneeded like size and strength like that you know yeah yeah it's definitely not needed but so like but obviously keeping up with the gym is still something that you do and that you love, especially if you want to bring Alex into it as well. Like what, like for me, I kind of find it like to be my little happy place, like the thing that I do for myself, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, whether, 
like anything with this job, especially with this job, everything that we do, like the most intimate acts that most people just keep at home for themselves. We're like, hello, world, come inside and watch someone come inside. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like, there's that constant <laughs> danger of letting everything turn into content. So yeah, you have to is. actively say like, this is not going to be content. This mm-hmm. is just going to be the moment. Yeah. And, and it's, and I, I've even told people before, cause they're like, well, you know, how can you say that it's, that it's your thing or for you because you post videos of it, you post content with it and stuff like that. I'm like, well, because it is a facet of me. And at the end of the day, I feel like, and I've said this before, but kind of what we do sell the public is our privacy in one way or another. And people want to see what's going on in your life because I feel like when it comes down to content creation too, and like subscription platforms and things like webcamming and all of this kind of realm, it's, it becomes less about, I think it becomes like less about necessarily the, the pornography and more about the performer that you're supporting as a whole. So it's like, that's, that's why it's like, people watch the podcast it's why people want to see workout content like i have a workout club and things like that but i also don't go out and record every single set that i do i have like specific days that i'm like okay i'm gonna record this or like um like a a pr like a, a personal record that i'm trying to record and i'll record that but i don't record every single moment of my life and i find that like kind of like me versus me in the gym is kind of like where I can get out a lot of the the issues inside the brain that kind of arise from things within the job and within being in that really open public realm of uh, judgment, I guess, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like, oh, you you had an upsetting day. Well, go lift as heavy as you can. Go like make yourself so tired that you can't even like all those comments aren't even a thing that you think about or this bad day on set or, you know, this issue with whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, the gym was always used to be like a release for me, but now it's feeling like more of like a part of the job, like a necessity because I've had the com- competition aspect. I was actually talking about today. Yeah. Like it was always against someone else. So to me now I'm like working out in my apartment complex gym and it's like, ah, I can go, home. I'll do two more chin ups and then leave. It's like, I don't have that drive like I used to. And I think lately too, I have been a little more stressed and I think it is one of those things I kind of lost the passion in it because it's been years, but I don't have that next competition or that next game that I'm going towards. So it's just like, Hey, I'm a little tired. Let's go uh, have some cookies and watch the new episode of the boys. <laughs> like that. <No. laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like when you start to get that elite level, like it's always, and you don't really need to compare against anybody when you need to be like to a certain extent, you know, I'm not stepping on stage anytime soon. So yeah, no, no, for sure. I just, um, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm just curious then in other ways, like, so is, is that how you prefer to kind of unwind then is kind of like, is, is the gym now more for like maintenance, like to look a certain way for the job more than more than like actually using it to unwind and to release steam it is i think now like i'm focusing more uh speaking about um certain exercises you do like in your partner like i need to get more functional with what i do because now like the idea of it's all about like i used to work out for what my next competition is now i am just Mm -hmm. working out for my job and to be more functionally strength and strong and just look a certain way so like almost Mm -hmm. just work out to look good naked and to not hurt 
like even right now if i stood up like it's gonna sound like a piece of paper crumpling and like <laughs> i'm yeah. used to the power lifting and the just uh pick things up put things down so the more polymetric stuff like i need to find the more enjoyment in that so now it is more of like a i guess part of the job and then to be to answer your question like i i just like to turn my brain off when i come home and just relaxed like it's like a book which i don't read anymore uh or like a tv show or a movie. yeah i don't know i i feel like for me like i i i used to do that so i've, I've kind of flip-flopped in that motion like i used to want to just turn my brain off and just zone out into a show and now i'm at the point where uh, very very few programs or movies can even hold my attention to the point like more than maybe a youtube episode it's like a the boys is cool yeah but it's also one of those like very rare things like i used to be able to zone out with almost anything on netflix amazon prime hulu i had all the subscription <laughs> services and now it's like I, I will sometimes just be in the the end of the evening and be like, well, what can I, what can I watch to to unwind with? And nothing will hold my attention, and I come out and I do squats like I did last night. <laughs> like, but that's you guys flip flops. I, I know, and I'd say I, did. I think I was happier when I was doing that too. You feel like you can use your body, and like you get proud of those little achievements that you do too. Whether it be even a five pound increment on like your deadlift, it's like you come mm -hmm. home and you're like gassed. You're like, yeah. Like, yeah and you're like look but, at the next day and you're like i'm gonna do five more pounds and you're excited for like something that's gonna happen 48 hours from now you know mm -hmm. and, yeah and or even like even like relishing in the soreness because it's, it's something else where it's kind of like when you can feel the toll that you've like actually put on your body i feel like for me other like the, the other external just doesn't really matter as much like it's easy to kind of just zone out and push yourself and your body as much as you can to kind of get outside of your head half the time i feel like if i'm actually just trying to zone out with like tv or movie or something then all the other thoughts that i typically get out of my head with training start wandering back in because it's like i i'm just sitting and i'm i'm inactive not doing and i feel like i spent a long time of more inactive not doing and not like fully experiencing and now that i've started to get more outside of that I feel like training can almost become like its own kind of addiction, but it's maybe a lot healthier of one than other addictions that I've had, for instance. But um, I'm excited to be able to potentially start training with you, Alex. I'm really excited. I'm super excited. Is there? Sometimes is there it brings you back to like when you do something with someone who's brand new. Like for me, it's like the little tiny movements and stuff that you like in your form, like you're focusing on like the beginning part of it. Yeah. It's actually good for people that have been doing it forever too. Yeah, no, for sure. Like what? So since this is something that you want to start doing, do you have any goals of your own, Alex, for stuff that you want to be able to to do or accomplish? Um, well, you know, I am getting older <laughs> uh, and I feel like I'm starting to feel more my age with like my shoulders and my back. And I do a lot of dancing and it used to be super easy and it was how I stayed fit. But like now... I'll do a full night of dancing on cam and I'll be like my fucking back yeah. when I used to be like, ah, oh, I feel great. Yeah. It's it, not anymore. So I, I kind of want to fix that. I need to strengthen all that stuff. And, uh, I don't, I want to, I want to stay fit for as long as I can. So mainly that. And then, you know, everybody likes to look nice. Yeah, well, no, of course. But I mean, you already look wonderful. Um, have you ever have you tried with like as far as because a lot of that back pain and stuff? Like, I I have scoliosis. Um, very I mild. That. 
but I'm very mild, but it's not like debilitating. But like, I've just always lived with back pain, back and neck all the time. Have you tried things like, like really intense, like stretching, like setting aside time every day to really stretch those muscles? No. <laughs> and I know I wanna, you should. Yeah. I, uh, I was actually talking to my agent about, we're going to try to go do yoga together. The scheduling is the hard part, but, um, yeah. Well, the last time I really did what I needed to do was in college when I had uh, phys ed classes and uh, we did yoga and, and gym stuff. And I, I was yeah. that was the best shape of my life. So I would like to do that again. I just need to make time for it. Well, as, as far as for the back, I can recommend one of those um, foam rollers, like one of the big wheels. You have many I, times. I and have. You had to try and I'm letting you one, know. Which even was if, really nice. Yes, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's like called, it's from heat. Uh, I don't know. I think there was only like one on Amazon, but you basically plug it in and it heats up. So it's a foam roller. It's it's really, really nice. I highly recommend. I can't remember what it's called, but. I need um, to get home. Yeah, we can set aside. I, I think it would be actually good. So here's something that could be motivating is we can make stretching content together. It's something that I've been getting a lot of requests for oh, myself. Yeah. And it's something that's like really good for you. And so I used to go to the chiropractor every week, religiously, like I needed I to go to the going. chiropractor. And I'll tell you, since I started consistently stretching, I haven't been to the chiropractor in about a year now. And it's like the pain can still come, it, it, but it's never as severe. And it's something that I can always end up working out myself. And I feel like, especially with fitness, like even if you don't get into something that's like, and this goes for like anyone listening, even if you don't want to like get into heavy lifting or you don't, you know, know how you're going to feel about doing all the yoga stuff, doing any more amount of physical activity than you're currently doing, unless you're like a pro athlete. And even then you can always do more, but the more that you do, the more you want to do. And it's what I tell people in my workout club all the time. I always need like their little motivational things to get going. And I get it because like it's like losing weight or being fit. It's kind of like, it's not, it's not easy, but it's not complicated if that makes sense. So it's yeah. not like there's some huge science to like getting fit or losing weight, but it's, hard to do it's hard to get yourself in the mindset of continually doing something every day even if you're sore you know trying different things different muscle groups all that kind of stuff eating better cutting out things that are bad for you like like for me quitting alcohol was so incredibly difficult and i ended up doing it and it's cool but like there and that's not you know what everybody needs to do either but like there are different things that you can change but it's a matter of like changing an entire mindset and way of thinking rather than just, you know, it's, it's not necessarily, Oh, you just go to the gym every day. It's like you end up making so many more like mini life changes that end up being, I feel like a lot better for not only your body, but your mental as well. So it's just like, but it, it's why it's like, it's not complicated, but it's not easy. You know what I mean? Half of it's just getting started for a lot of people. And it's not having the fear of like, I don't know how to do this. I'm just asking somebody or looking it up. I learned a lot of stuff off just like searching on like mm -hmm. online like exercises at YouTube. Yeah. Just trying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not complicated, but not easy because it's oh, like, right. it's like the getting started 
and the continuing is what's hard. <laughs> like, especially if you're not used to it, especially if you're used to, you know, doing other things or like, it's, it's always going to be easier to be like, nah, I'm going to eat an entire bag of Doritos. Nah, I'm, I'm not going to go take a walk today. Nah, I don't want to stretch. And there are days that I do that too. And I'm like, oh, I just trained a bunch, but I, I don't, I'm tired. I don't feel like stretching. And the next day, I fucking wish that I had stretched. So like, I wish I had stretched out because I wouldn't be like immobile on the ground, just like. Eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's all, yeah. it's all, it's 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 that whole not complicated but not easy, and it's just everybody kind of starts somewhere, you know. Yeah. I desperately have to stress. Okay, done. Bye. Oh, oh, wow. oh, bathroom break. Okay, I'll go take a bathroom break too. Okay. As someone who always loves new technology, one question that I have is, why can't tech be cute? But then I discovered Kawaii Lighting, and I realized that it actually can be, and it is, at kawaiilighting.com. These aren't basic ring lights. They stand out. So whether you're looking for RGB to make a statement or want to do something extra cute, like with their cat, heart, or star-shaped lights, kawaiilighting.com has you covered. Get one for yourself. Get one for the cute streamer in your life. Whoever you get one for, use code TWND at checkout or click the affiliate link in the description to let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Eh. I'll, I'll, me too. <laughs> well, welcome back from peeing. <laughs> wow. We all did at the same time. Oh, I actually, um, I had an email that I thought might be interesting to discuss with you guys, um, especially because Danny, you said that you do the a lot of VR stuff. Yeah. Um, so it kind of has to do with like virtual reality. So this is from Dubs, who is a fan and listener. So this is about deepness and AI. Um, All right. So he says, I do a lot of work with new technology and sometimes get to play around with and following along with the research going on in machine learning, artificial intelligence, and mixed realities. New software is coming out that's making creating deep fakes easier and easier to create. Um, Of course, it doesn't take a long leap to start thinking about how this could be used for adult content. I'm curious what you think about it. Short-term benefits could allow content creators to more quickly make custom-tailored content, but on the other hand, people could use someone's likeness to say and act any way they wanted. And what's the morality of that? Are they talking about using to make custom content in... Yeah, so kind of essentially being able to say, say I had a bunch of customs, which I always do, and then... I could essentially use a deep fake, like an AI creator to make a, a virtual representation of myself that looked just like me fulfilling hmm. whatever content it was that they wanted, which would take a lot of load off of content creators backs essentially, because it's, it's still your likeness. It's you creating this thing. It's your image that's being sold. like at, at the end of the day with content, maybe how is that any different, but then also if that ability was there for us to utilize it, then anybody could utilize it to kind of essentially make people say or do whatever it was that they wanted. And so it's kind of like, where does where does that go? And I, I find this very interesting too, because there's this book um, that I uh, was reading called AI, I believe it's 2041. So it's kind of each chapter delves into different aspects of artificial intelligence. And then there's like an explanation chapter kind of explaining the technology and like the pros and cons of it at the end of each chapter, which is very interesting. 
And as far as deep fakes, that is something that's kind of concerning because I feel like the technology advances so quickly, right? But followed behind that is the ability to kind of then detect that because detection (laughs) isn't what's kind of being created at the forefront, you know, and like when programming gets to a certain point where it's like, well, how can you really at the end of the day tell the difference? What does that kind of mean for not only content creators in the future, but like people (laughs) because it moves so quickly. I think it's the same problem that porn and online content has always had, which is, you know, how do you enforce copyright on the internet when you don't know who anybody is and all that? Like it, it's, it's the same problem with deep, deep fakes now that we've already been having. Cause I'm sure your content gets pirated constantly. Oh yeah. I actually just found out that there's like um, a Snapchat catfish of me going around. That's just like, taken videos from like instagram tiktok even must have subscribed to my platforms uh, for a certain period or my snapchat currently and have just been like screen recording using things to send to people um and those kind of things happen all the time i feel like especially more with female content creators i mean there could be a huge thing on it for men as as well but i primarily obviously hear about it from the female side of things i don't know danny if you have a bunch of catfishes of you running around but not really i've saw one fake profile on instagram and then like there's a there's a lot of people that are willing to just put fan page behind it yeah yeah so i mean for females though i see a lot of like legitimate like people trying to take advantage of in in a monetary sense Mm -hmm. like take advantage of the fans like i'm trying to pretend to be alex you know yeah, I think else. I think there's a a lot more money to be made off like straight men. Like that's just the only reason. Yeah, that's, no no, for sure. Yeah. But but so. it's one of those things too where it's kind of like if things like catfishing is already if that's already so prevalent, right? Like I even have catfish yeah. accounts on Instagram of my, to... of the podcast. Yeah, we don't podcast. know how to we don't know how to handle the current problem, and now there's deep <laughs> yeah. And now there's so it's just coming, another. So it's it's kind just of another. Like, yeah. Also, like I mean, utilizing the AI too, like to answer like a more like let's say years from now question for like the porn industry. If he was just, just talking about AI to do with porn, like I could see it taking over. Like you get the movie Demolition Man, where they're not even like touching each other type porn, where it is more like VR centric, but uh, it's more like a like a haptics where you can actually feel the sensations as well mm-hmm. too. So yeah. to me, like, we'll get to an extent where that person you're looking at in the headset might not need to be an actor or actress, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the thing that kind of, almost like the or, same concept, like taking our jobs in a way. Yeah, yeah well, but it's also, it's also kind of that thing, right? Where if you had a very popular uh, actress or actor who was in high demand, say they're like 65, you could essentially generate as a company and still, I guess, pay that performer the royalties of using their image to be like they were 25 again you know what i mean like yeah. there's i feel like there's don't hate that as long as the performers getting fair compensation it's all great yeah yeah, yeah. i just think just like they had with uh, the ncaa when it came to like uh college football they're using their likeness as an athlete for a video game but they weren't giving those athletes any any monetary value so now it's getting to the point where you actually start getting yeah. If you're using my likeness, yeah. I want to get paid. Yes. Of course. Well, I, I just feel like there's there's a lot of benefits to AI, right? But then you also have the difference of technology advancing so quickly that it's like, well, how do you keep up 
with everything that's coming. And then when you also have an an instance like with social media, for for example, it's like, okay, well, we can't get verified because of what the job is, despite all this proof that we can provide that we are who we say that we are. Yeah. And Um, despite us needing to be verified, but because we, while they say that they, while they say that, while they say that they want to make a community um, that basically cares about and protects the people utilizing the platform, they don't go and ban catfish accounts that are actively using our likeness as real legitimate people to steal money from people. Like anything that we do, we don't steal money from people. We're like, here's the service that we offer. We offer video content. You can tip us if you want. We provide this or this or whatever it is. And people get that. Then you have catfish accounts who are basically using us as people to lie to people, to steal money from them. But the platforms aren't protecting those people and they're not protecting us from losing potential income from people who are pursuing the catfishes, essentially. And yes, at the end of the day, it comes down on um, the consumer, I suppose, to verify like the validity yeah. of who someone is that they say that they are. But then when you look at how fast technology is advancing and you think, oh, with things like deepfakes essentially that catfish could say well yes of course i'm alex cole and here's exactly what you wanted me to say to verify what i am or who i am verification and video. if there's already if there's already no checks and balances with the system currently in place as it is and everything advancing so quickly and i feel like people have just gotten shittier and shittier i feel like catfishes have gotten insanely out of control especially during the pandy Oh yeah, they definitely- it got so much worse. My friend mm-hmm. who I was talking about earlier that was the pro bodybuilder. His Instagram again, he just does coaching, you know, workout type stuff. Somebody uh, hacked his Instagram, was able to pretend to be him, and then started uh, getting people to invest in cryptocurrency. And then he took him months to get his stuff back. That, that's yeah. the concept if you're using it. Like people are getting taken advantage of like that. Like so, I feel like once the AI and technology starts to increase, so does the need for like a strict regulation body that's going to be able to come in and take make sure that people are getting taken advantage of because of the technology yeah i just it, it's and i completely agree with that it's just like well it, it also comes back to like who watches the watcher type situation because for instance everything that we do is like completely legal right yet from most instances we're banned in participating as normal human citizens essentially because of what it is that we do despite the fact that what we do is legal and we pay taxes just like everyone else the police aren't coming to arrest us. What we're doing is not illegal. So how does it violate terms of service? Yet you have these accounts that are doing things that are perhaps if they're not illegal, they're certainly not helpful to the community. And those accounts are allowed to run rampant without any checks and balances as to who they are, because we don't actually exist for verification purposes. You know what I mean? Like at, at what point, like, I, I just, I, I feel like it's a very dangerous slope to be going down that's advancing very quickly even though there are a lot of benefits to that kind of technology as well like it'd be great to be able to just like generate some customs like and be like oh i get to take a day off of filling my holes like that's cool (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean but i don't know i don't know where where we are with that or where that really goes yeah, if you were yeah. able to do like a single solo video and then if you're doing a custom for an individual with a name, you're able to like fill in that name just by hitting a button on a computer. You could do 30 of them like that. Like I could see that being a lot of people, even though it's not moral to take advantage of them to save time. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, and I don't even know how much people would care. That's what I'm saying. Like, like how much would people care? Like, you could even have it be completely different. Where you could structure, you could structure different customs. So you, you, you always want a really fast one that I can grind it really quickly for you. Much cheaper. Get the AI version of me. You want something that's actually me and takes more time more expensive you know because it takes time and physical activity and effort and this and that but even with as far as putting someone's name into it that that doesn't take any extra time because when you get to a point that ai and deep fakes are good enough to fool the viewer into thinking that it's you or to at least have them know it's not you but have it be believable enough for them to jerk off to the ai is going to be good enough that you're not going to have to do voiceovers for that you'll have already given your voice to the ai and it can generate it however it needs to for whoever's name for whatever scenario you know what i mean like i feel feel like like there's so many ways to go i feel like that would be good for everyone that would be good for everyone but it's like there's good and there's bad it's that whole yin and yang thing and i just feel like it's crazy how much technology has advanced because we grew up in a dial-up era and now look at us here talking about using deep fakes for porn and how that so can crazy. affect society as a whole <laughs> like so it's fucking wild. crazy i think about it all the time yeah that i we used to have my my mom would like give us an egg timer and set it at an hour and be like yeah. one hour for your screen and time it would take that whole fucking hour to load part of a youtube video and i'd be like please don't close the window i want to keep trying to load it yeah <laughs> Oh my like, god, just you just hear like <laughs> like it lives in my brain and it haunts my soul, the dial up tone. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting there waiting, Anytime hoping something's gonna load. It. Yeah, it's just here in my brain. Like some younger generation will have no idea. Those will have no relevance to them. And you know, aren't you freaking lucky? But I think that it does give a different perspective, having grown up kind of in a time where all of the technology was starting to really advance at a very rapid rate and kind of see how quickly that evolved over time. Because even like our parents, for instance, it's like, yes, it existed, but I feel like for such a long time, things were kind of progressing, but progressing slowly. And even when dial-up was a thing, it's like, I, I know my parents didn't even understand the internet or all of that stuff to the point that I even did as a kid. And now yeah. in this 30 year stretch, so I'm 30, but even less time than 30 years. Cause by the time I was using the computers and stuff, we were what, like 10 to 10 to 15. So that's only about yeah. 15 years of time to have made such a crazy advancement from barely able to load a web page to deep fakes. <laughs> like with computer AI technology and talking about like, you know, the, all the ways that AI is advancing to a point where it's like, Oh, you know, this is really amazing. And also very dangerous given, given to the wrong people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You're talking to a guy that had his inkjet printer printing off pictures of like Pamela Anderson. And now I'm like helping to make virtual reality porn. Like it's the, it's insane. Like I remember almost driving a car and having like actual magazines to like jerk off to. And now like Mm -hmm. I am, my virtual penis is like in porn right now. Yeah. 
how does it how Pretty does crazy. it feel how does it feel to do like like the vr porn because i've never done vr porn myself alex have you yeah I, I think you yeah have, yeah actually. i love it I you're talking about like, like in the day of like on a porn yeah, show like, like, like or yes yes because okay so i know that i have a lot of fans who are like oh i want you to make vr porn but i mean i don't really do that so coming to from the fans who i'm sure would be interested to hear about it and me as well because i haven't done it and probably won't what does a day on set for vr look like well first off it's it's in its infancy so even last night we were talking to a few directors and people that want to take vr to the next level where it could possibly be so right now it's very in my opinion beta so it's like usually one rig but like honestly it's all centered around the female right now so like the alex mm-hmm. i'll let her take over this one because i the man and more or less even on set we are just told to do basically three things it's like don't be too loud so don't don't you we don't talk no one talks to us obviously we're just a prop i'm just a hard penis in that that scene so then we are not supposed to breathe loud and we have to stay hard and then pop and we're supposed to pop and then the rest of it she's a star yeah and the girl does a lot more of the the i don't know a girl has a lot more of the control i love shooting vr because i get to talk directly to the person watching and it's more of that webcam vibe yeah um sure. all the cam people that have done vr that i've i think 30 scenes that i've done they the directors love that they sell mm-hmm. so much with that one yeah because we're so used to interacting talking like, directly with a camera is normal <laughs> exactly yep. that was it's hard for was a lot the, of like normal <laughs> that was the weirdest that was the weirdest thing i think going from being a webcam model to going into shooting mainstream porn was like don't look at the camera yeah like, but it's it's there. easier for me. Okay, it's easier for me to come when I'm looking into the lens than it is for me in a regular scene where I'm looking at my co-star. Yes. Yeah. Or even like I know this probably sounds really weird, but you ever do like the the live stream shows, right? And you're doing like masturbation or whatever. Sometimes I don't even look at the camera; I just look at myself on, and it's not like I'm masturbating to myself, but I'm like, how does this look? Oh, this doesn't yeah. look bad. Oh, this look, you know what I mean? Like you're you're analyzing it while you're coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But but as far as so it's it's easier for you then and and more fun because it feels kind of like like your webcam, yeah. but with porn. But something that you said, Danny, that was interesting is kind of like, yes, the guy is just the prop. And I've kind of this is why I've been interested to talk to another male performer as well, because I I was having this conversation about like why are guys so uncomfortable with their cum face right (laughs) because and here's what it boils down to and tell me if i'm crazy with this but i think this is one of the things it typically in most pornography the focus is the girl the girl and the cock the girl and the cock the girl and the cock you never see a guy face when he comes in a porno you see the cum come out of his penis and go on the girl somewhere or inside of her or whatever you don't see the guy's face so guys are here checking on and they're just like and then if they catch a look of themselves in the mirror or something like like it's but it's not that big of a fucking deal but i feel like it's it's almost so it's almost so taboo to see a guy's face when he comes because it's like typically i would assume like guys grow up masturbating to porn so it's like it's not like you're standing there in front of a mirror watching yourself come and then even if a girl watches porn or whatever you never see the guy's face when he comes i actually love seeing guys faces when they come though. i do like, too it's so because fucking you never hot. see it 
<laughs> and I've had guys be like, don't look at me. I'm like, no. It's, it's they they, they like turn you around, they turn you around, and you're just like, but eh, I want to see it. I think I do this. Don't look at me. No, I actually heard that like uh, women and like my gay fans, they love, they want to see your face, but straight guys, like it's almost like looking into a camera and it's taking your soul. Like it's like I cannot look another straight man in the face when a straight man is coming. It's like, yeah, hey, look, I've been like, a even, boy. But but even like I'm not asking you to like look at another man when you're coming or whatever. But I I think it would be interesting to start like you can show different angles to porn, right? Like I would love to see a porn where they're both in frame even if it was mish to get them both both faces into frame or a good shot where you see the girl's face while she's in doggy and you can still see the guy and see them come together to see what the faces look like like i would fucking watch that because you see it so infrequently that it's like this rare porn unicorn it's a pornicorn god damn it <laughs> it's a pornicorn like you I was just... one of those on set ones oh. <laughs> yeah I oh yeah i done, done that, that too sweetie um you don't want to leave it on for too long because if that's no. a good suction cup did it leave you did it leave a nice little purple ring on your forehead too? we did it a during, nice the, circle during the scene too no i mean there was a tiny mark but it didn't bruise me thank god i told her not to pull it off we had to like put it under and like peel it yeah. off don't pull it off I, yeah yeah i pulled it off um don't ever do that if you want to turn yourself into a dildacorn don't ever pull it off. You got to peel Gently it slowly because I had, <laughs> I had this giant circle bruise. This was before I had bangs too. It was a time period that there was no bangs. Yep. There was no way to cover it. <laughs> and makeup wouldn't cover it. Like it was just, it was awful. So be very careful when applying dildo directly to the forehead. <laughs> oh my God. Well, um, I haven't done that one. Yeah, I, I would recommend being very careful with it. So, um, as far as like scenes, did you guys shoot a lot together, like for your platforms, or because you guys have different like contracts and stuff? Or do you primarily shoot more with companies than like your own content? We actually, the first time we uh, met, we did content together. That was the first day that we actually met each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he emailed me, and uh, the email was great, and I was like, uh. Because I get I get a lot of emails from people that want to shoot content, and I don't shoot with really any of them. But it was such a good email. I was like, okay, I'll look. And I looked at his Twitter, and I was like, he's too he's too attractive to be that polite. So Something's let me wrong. just <laughs> let me just talk to him and see what the deal is here. And I talked to him, and we ended up yeah. He came out, and uh, we did. Uh, oil massage scene and it was super awesome and uh, for any of the fans that have seen that scene though it's, <laughs> it's on uh both of our i mean all of our platforms yeah. but uh we actually once the camera stopped we actually were together for another like hour and a half like in the shower outside of that yeah uh, it should have been recorded but no but I other than like... that though no we only got to work together right. one time for, here's, uh, here's one of the things though like sometimes when the cameras are done recording, you just have to have your moment or even like before the cameras are filming, like it, cause it, it you do, I, I notice this cause you do fall into that trap, right. Of being like, oh, this is really hot. I should be recording this. But sometimes like 
enjoy that shit for you. You know what I mean? Like enjoy each other. Oh, and because like, no, no, as, I'm as, saying, as but like performers, like you guys, I have to open up for the camera. I have to turn a specific way. Mm-hmm. The I sex isn't even as good. <laughs> no, I like I like missionary. I know it's some of you might think that's crazy, but that's like my favorite position. And the way that I have sex, like, and when I like it, I don't think a lot of people. Besides what you just said about having both people in frame when they. <laughs> Like I can't, the way I have sex, you might like to watch it then because like that's how I prefer to have sex. Well, see, there you go. I'm just saying, like, I think that there's I think there's a lot of options. And I think that like it's it's cool being able to create your own content, right? Because with mainstream porn, it's like, here is the way we have to shoot. You have to be opened up so that we can see all the way from your vagina out through your mouth hole. Like <laughs> you everything yeah, has to be open. They want and- you to try to put your pelvis inside of the female, like yes. every soul. Exactly. And it's like anybody who's out there who is actually a performer knows like you guys the, half the time you can watch a lot of mainstream and you're like, they're not even enjoying themselves. Yeah, like, exactly. I, yeah, for sure. And I feel like like fans can tell after a certain point as well, especially if they've seen enough of your scenes and content. And I just want to say to anybody who's watching, just remember, just remember porn isn't real. Like they're really yeah. fucking, but there are so many different ways to have sex and it's not all the ways that you see in mainstream. It's not even all the ways that you see an amateur. And I think at the end of the day, what it comes down to is if you really want to please your partner, make sure that you have the open communication skills to be able to actually figure out what it is that they like. Cause everybody would be liking something different. Like some guys, they're not super into missionary. They only want to do doggy or whatever. Like even, even though I feel like it's a lot easier for guys to just do the deed and come, than it is to figure out what necessarily makes a woman come. Guys still have their preferences, even though girls may have Trust a me, lot guys, more I'm little saying, like, boxes to tick. But you know, everybody has their any their, guys their that watch strokes. you and like trust me, take the time. Like it's gonna everybody's gonna benefit in the long run, and then there's gonna be times where you just wake up to a blowjob if you just yes. if you're just like focus on the lady, yeah. fellas, and then your pop is gonna be even longer. Because sometimes <laughs> it's like I can get done shorter than brushing my teeth. Yeah. Like it's a chore if I really have to get the poison out and go to bed. But like, <laughs> stretch it out, fellas. Stretch it out. Leave the jackhammer for the very small moments in time. Yeah, yeah. like there and there's so many different ways, and I feel like the the more that you communicate, like the better sex that you're gonna have overall. Even if even if you're not like with maybe a long term partner, maybe you have like repeat partners. Just because like you can make one person come doesn't mean the next person is going to be able to come the same. And the more that you talk, the better sex you'll have overall and the more willing that other people are going to want to be to like want to make you come as well. It's like, you know, if you and also I feel like if you get it out of your head like and start overthinking yourself too much or like how do I stop coming too quickly and focus on making the other person come? Then the sex lasts longer anyway. You don't, you're not going to pop as early. You're not going to be like in your own head about it. And you're going to be ending up pleasing somebody else a lot better. Who's going to want to really like bring you to fruition as well. You know? Exactly. I think that, I mean, test of this, but like uh, guys that I think the guys that are super insecure or like, those are the ones that end up like being able to, Eat pussy really good because like they they stop focusing they're like to take distraction off of me i'm gonna do this so you don't think about this part of me so like a lot of guys i mean i always had an issue with i think popping early but i was like if i'm gonna pop early i'm gonna make sure she's having a good time too <laughs> it's like we're not yeah. just gonna lay here 
<laughs> no, like eat eat the pussy. God damn. Like <laughs> I know like I've I've met so many guys over the years who are so averse to eating pussy, but they will never turn down a blowjob. You yep. know what I mean? Like, but luckily I'm with someone now who's not that way. But it's like for a majority, it's like the pussy isn't like this big scary thing. Like it's not it's I love eating pussy. I don't and, really and, get it. And it's not as complicated as and it's, like, it's, no. it's not especially if you if you're like communicative like during it yeah. even ladies like if he's not doing it right you can give him ways to encourage him to do it in a way that's better for you like you don't have to be like oh this sucks like don't do this just be like oh that feels good but it would feel better if it was right here or you guys need to why, don't, why don't you try yes. it's like yes be receptive like not everything is like oh you're shit sometimes like it's not criticism it's just here's how to like sports, guys. you gotta help each other you, you can't have to fucking help each other. It. change your batting sense I, 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 need, I, need, I need feedback if I'm eating yes. or sucking dick or whatever I, I need feedback yeah. so <laughs> I'm going to ask questions and I, I want answers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's kind of like if you're not going to communicate about what feels good, then just go your separate ways and fucking masturbate. Otherwise, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, that's how so much bad sex happens. <laughs> Ugh. But um, so where can they find you and your content? You guys, Danny, you want to go first? Oh. Me first. Oh, for me, it would be uh, Dan underscore Steel, and Steel is S T E E L E, and that's for OnlyFans. The rest of my platforms are Danny Steel, and it's X Danny Steel X for Instagram, Danny Steel X X X for Twitter. Okay, and Alex, they know you, but you will have to always repeat yourself because people get curious and we get new viewers all the time and listeners. Problem. Um, I didn't sign up for this. Um, <laughs> uh, mine's super easy. You just go to alexcolexxx.com, A L E X C O A L X X X.com. Everything's there. There's like 41 links. Enjoy the browsing. <laughs> All of the browsing. I There's cannot the wait. free stuff and the paid stuff and the in betweener stuff. Mm-hmm. All social media. I can't wait to be able to connect with you again once I'm back in the States. And thank you guys so much for taking the time to come online and chat with me. And we'll have to, we'll have to hang out once we're back in person together. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you when you get back. I can't wait. Let's how get long super, how much longer are you going? Let's get super stoned. Uh, <laughs> I should be back yeah. around the, the first week of July. So. Oh, perfect. I'll actually down over there in the uh, late July. Yeah, I was actually talking to, yeah. to Alex a bit about that because we were figuring out when we're going to link up again. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. And thank you to everybody for tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. Remember that if you are listening, you can view full video episodes at youtube.com slash Molly Stewart Chats and leave us a rating, consider subscribing, leave a like, leave a comment to help the algorithm. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Nice. Oh, we did it. <laughs>